Would you feel more comfortable on an improv stage or canoeing in the backcountry? Find out which Book Interrupted member you're most like by visiting www.bookinterrupted.com forward slash members. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. And did you notice that he didn't start to capitalize the letter I until the third section? Oh. You know, like I know lots of people don't and lots of people go down in a blaze of glory. Painting a picture of his life and then sewing the stories together. It makes yes. so much sense. My mom comes in here and likes like, oh my God, what was she thinking? <laughs> in, a, in a way, it was kind of a bit of a love story. I have no witty comments to add. It was just all good. It gets tens across the board. My body Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from September 12th to October 17th. It's Kim's book pick, and we're reading From the Ashes by Jesse Thistle. From the Ashes is a memoir that exposes what it means to live surrounded by prejudice and racism, and how to find happiness despite the odds. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. I read it twice, which I feel proud of, because I don't usually read books twice, although there is some books I would be considering to read twice now. But anyway, this book is just a really good story about a person who goes through their life, who had the cards dealt the way that they were, experienced ups and downs. And then for me, one of the most enjoyable parts of the book is, is how that there's a, like a happy ending, I guess, for lack of a better word. I really, and the story itself is a, it's not a, a story without challenges. There's so many challenges uh, just beginning from like where he starts his life as far as his like position in society, like his social position and how that affects his whole childhood and then how his childhood leads to, you know, the next step, the stages. And, and you watch this, the downward spiral, both that's the result of his choices as well as things that weren't his choice. So for him to stop that spiral, I guess, for lack of a better word and rise from the ashes finally become himself really to embrace who he is, where he came from. I like that too, actually, in this book, that the healing came from him embracing, getting to know himself. I think a lot of the hurt came from him wanting to run away from who he was and not even knowing who he was too. Like he, he chose to run away probably because of, again, like systemic racism to just like nutshell the term that would encompass all of the reasons why he didn't want to be who he was, but also he didn't get to know who he was because he didn't get to know his mother and he didn't get to know his father. And then he spent time with his grandparents who were also 
spinning from their experiences and not really knowing who they were as they came through their experience of history. So I just like it because it's an Indigenous perspective of an Indigenous life. And then add to that the bonus that this particular story has the great ending where he is able to overcome addiction, embrace who he is, and then not only do that, but go on to gain like many accolades in education and become a professor and write a novel. And I think, is he going for his PhD now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I just love those kind of stories. It's hard for me as someone who did not have, it's hard. I don't even want to compare, but like my, I have privilege. First of all, I don't believe that my challenges, I had challenges, but like, I don't, like if I don't want to compare, but my point is that I tend to silver line or bright side or, or be optimistic. And so it's hard for me to, when someone is struggling and struggling really badly, not give them like the, you can do it and anyone can do anything kind of speech or whatever. And so that's for me to practice when and where, or if to ever give those messages to whoever I might be talking to. But I like that that message is in this book because I really do believe those things. That's why it's hard for me not to do that to people when I'm trying to help them for lack of a better word. You you believe, sorry, can you believe that you can do it? Like that's what you're saying. I believe that anyone can do anything. Right. And I know that I don't want to like at the risk of sounding like meritocracy. I don't mean like everyone's got an equal starting line, right? And put just pulling up your bootstraps and getting to it equal success. But I do believe that anyone can overcome anything. I guess that's the bottom line in spite of challenges, in spite of setbacks, in spite of, you know, being born into a racist society from people who have already experienced three generations of trauma and, you know, like whatever, right? Like I I believe that people, anyone can overcome I guess and I like that this book is like proof of that (laughs) you know like I know lots of people don't and lots of people go down in a blaze of glory or lots of people don't recover from addiction and lots of people you know I know there's a lot of sad endings too but one of the reasons that I really like this book is that this is not that this book because it was so sad while I was reading it or being enraged or being like no no not again when he would like be with family and then something would happen and then you go off again and you're like, ah, one of the things about the book, like that helped me, like almost motivated me to get to the end was because anytime there's a hard part, instead of being like, oh, I don't know if I can read this book. I would be like, I know it gets better. I know it gets better. Like I just needed to, like, I held on to that. So like you, Kim, I liked that. I knew, you know, he wrote this book, but also I knew he's getting his PhD and stuff. And that helped me know at some point he was able to not be lost anymore. Like he found himself. So I really like that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I think I would have been able to read it even if it didn't have a great outcome. Of course, that would have been really emotionally hard to get through that read, but it really is a great example of how uh, from responsibility comes great freedom. You know what I mean? No one's ever going to hand you that ticket that's just like, here you go, get out of jail for free. You know, like no problem. Like you have to, whether you asked for the life that you did or you were dealt a shitty hand at the end of the day, if things aren't working out for you and you want to try to be the best version of yourself, regardless of whether it is fair or not, it's you that has to put in that effort. 
And I think it's also the support too, right? I mean, he had his wife at the end, you know, he had people to be there for him to help support him and get through it. Absolutely, Lindsay. I think that that was like the big takeaway that I hope all human beings on this planet realize is that it's not about going at things alone, that there is the component of you putting in the responsibility, the effort, but that you really come into yourself through connection and community and support without that integral ingredient. It is almost near impossible to tap into what Kim it really orients herself around and gets attracted to, which is that concept of possibility and potential. Yeah. And to your point um, too, Lindsay, like he, I like, I don't want to make it sound like, don't worry. Like if you just make a decision that you can be better, you can be better. He obviously needed to attend treatment, all of the Mm -hmm. support he received from those professionals that had to be something that he was able to get to a hundred percent. It's not just I don't even know how to finish the sentence. Like hundred percent, you definitely have to like need help and be able to accept help. And that's where it goes to Kara's point about responsibility. He was willing to, he finally was willing to accept help. He finally, you know, admitted mm. that he wanted better. That's another thing too. You have to be able to find within yourself that you want something different. Yeah. But also he had a lot, even his family, like constantly emotional through the story were like helping him and still show they loved him despite the fact that he was so lost i think knowing that that there's people there that love you even though you're drifting all over the place like they're still there for you this is something that i got from the book too his uh storytelling is fantastic which is one of the reasons the book is so enjoyable and you really are rooting for him he he talks about his trauma but not by it's like he's not giving life to the trauma he's telling his story he's not Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not about the trauma it's about him but also beyond the trauma part and all the terrible things that happen, this is how I interpreted some of the stories he's saying is almost like he's telling the people who are trying to reach him, I heard you, finally. And he's telling the story about all the people who cared about him throughout his life enough to try to help him. The little things they did, whether what they did was exactly what he needed. You know, I mean, I think all, all, um, people uh, struggle with that with family members or, or children or whatever, like trying to love them in a way that they need to be loved. I mean, that's hard, but some of the stories I felt were like a thank you to the people who he uh, experienced, who were in his life, you know, reaching out to him. And then mm-hmm. at the end was where he finally decided to, to join in and like grab hold of all these people who were trying to, to bring him. So like in a, in a way, it was kind of a bit of a love story. All the people that were there and, and helping him along the way. And, and then that final step when he was finally, I, I guess, found worth enough to then be part of that and help himself. He had a poor yeah. self-worth. Yeah. Right? That was the other thing that I liked about the story is for us reading this story, we're like, oh my God, like poor him. Oh no. Right. And it's just like, obviously you can't help but feel feelings when you read about a three-year-old who was left in an apartment with two other brothers that are, you know, four and five and they're starving, you know what I mean? Like that's obviously really terrible. And then you get a bunch of sympathy, right? You feel really sorry for them. And I don't know how to, to characterize it, but my point is that he tells the story as the person who had those experiences. And it, it's never not in this yeah. way, like feel sorry for me or, Oh my yeah, God, it was so victim. bad. Yeah. Like he, yeah. 
Like yeah, they never knew right. any different. He's just going through his, his story. You know what I mean? And so it really offers a super valuable and unique perspective from the inside of what you're usually observing with like sympathy or, you know what I'm, I don't know if I'm, if yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I know exactly. young wasn't yeah, overly activated. There was a, you could tell that the author had done a certain amount of healing in the way that he shared his storytelling. And I love that what you noticed, Meredith, about it being a love story, because it really was like whether it was the love that he needed at the time, he does, the author does start to get to phases where he's starting to look beneath the surface and look at understanding all the individuals within his network a little bit more, like even how he learns or gets closer to his grandfather's love, how at the time it may not have felt like love to him to be treated like you have to be tough, you gotta grow up, you need to know the value of like work. And that might not have been what he needed at the time, but upon reflection, he knew and was able to revisit and accept that that was indeed his grandfather's way of showing a great amount of love towards him. Yeah. Um, I have something interesting that you'll all probably find very interesting. I said it in my book report. I listened to an interview with Jesse Thistle and actually a lot of the stories that he wrote were part of his AA. So it was one of his steps for his recovery. So he wrote them not thinking he was going to publish them, but just stories, which makes sense for everything that you're all saying about his healing and mm -hmm. accepting what he did and, and moving forward. And then actually the publisher approached him because they heard his story and said, hey, would you like to write a book? So he didn't write the book first and then got it published. He wrote that stuff as personal things to himself. And wow. then the publisher approached him and then said, yeah, actually, I do have some stuff to say. So oh, that probably wow. that's probably why <laughs> yeah. we feel like that, that, that you get that sense when you read it. Yeah. Gosh. And that's why it's short. Like there's different little stories in there because he wrote them. He's not all of them and, and everything, but just that was part of his healing was that's where he incredible. Got started. Yeah, it's that interesting because it's like, it's lacking that self-judgment and it, it yeah. helps me not to judge, which I would naturally do. And I would judge it as a sad story. You know what I mean? I feel so bad for him, but I don't, as I read the story, like if I separate myself from the story, then I would feel bad. But as I hear the way he went through it all, it's just a human's experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, like I said mm -hmm. before, he's like just like painting a picture of his life and then sewing the stories together. It makes yes. so much sense that that's how it was because if he was doing it for a, like a healing exercise, it makes sense being like, now I'll talk about this time that I'm, you know, I'm trying to work through and I'm going to talk about this thing that I'm trying to work through and just the details of it. That makes so yeah, much Yeah, and I love sense. how, thank you so much for sharing, Lindsay. That's, uh, it is, that's brilliant. That's a good piece of information to know that he didn't start out with the intention of knowing what this end form would be, that it's, oh, it's going to be in a book and I'm going to call myself an author. I wonder how the poems fit in oh, I love the poems. with all that and did you guys notice that it wasn't until so the book is divided into like what I'd say like three sections and did you notice that he didn't start to capitalize the letter I until the third section oh. 
it's no, all. that's so cool. That's so I want to get now my book with down. you sharing that a lot of the stories, because it's true, the chapters do read as if they are small stories unto themselves. I was saying to Leah, very much like Alice Monroe, the way that she writes mm. and the way there's so much in what they don't say. And then in what did they do say, you get these subliminal, oh, so good. But the poems, I wonder what part of his healing journey those came from or if they were from his actual lived timeline like when he was on the streets because I found it so fascinating that he they were put in that. there but yeah and then that. in his very last poem he does a combination of lowercase i and uppercase i and I was like oh it's kind of like I really saw that as a form of like reconciliation and to me his poems very much represented the beats of his Métis roots and his indigenous circle calling him back. Like they almost added a pacing and a rhythm to the read that it was very hard to get through. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. This interruption caught me by surprise. Back to school colds. Remember those? It's been a while since COVID and the girls are back at school now. And sure enough, it took a nanosecond for them to get their first back to school colds. And you know what's great about colds? Is they're the gift that keep on giving. So now our whole household has a cold. And I forgot about those. And you know what else? I was happy to forget about those. <laughs> Oh man, it's so weird having things slowly start to come back online now after having been through, I think like three waves of lockdown. But yeah, little bits of the old life. I know we'll never go back fully. It's the new normal. But yes, little bits. And so for the first time, I was actually happy about colds. Who knew? Book Interrupted. It was so brilliant. I just want to read it again. Yeah, I, I do. I do so plan fast. on reading this book again. Like when I was reading it, I was like, I'm reading this again. I probably need sure. to read it before writing some blog posts, which are going to be intense. And just all the but topics that you could write on for your blog post in terms of themes that this book touches upon. Oh my gosh, like racism, indigenous affairs, homelessness, the poverty. homelessness was interesting. Addiction, the, uh, addiction, trauma. You like know what so I found many. very interesting? Can we talk about when he was in rehab and he took that course from the university and they're teaching them to brush their teeth and groom themselves and read again and like all these things that we take for granted because he had lived this other, like a whole life that's different than from what I know can't fully understand. Like he, I mean, he's a great storyteller and he does a good job at helping the audience kind of understand what happened, but to really realize to, to lose these things that we all take for granted as just like an easy habit, like riding a bicycle, not everything is like riding a bicycle. In fact, you could probably forget to ride a bicycle. if You do that to your body for so long. So it was very interesting. It's never, it's not something I really knew happened, right? Yeah, me and, too. Uh, I did, had no idea that that was something that they had and just to like teach a, the whole other level that. of respect, mm -hmm. right? Like just you're starting, you're not just starting from where you left off, you're starting from the beginning. 
almost, right? Like let's relearn everything and how much harder it is for an adult to learn things anyway. Yeah, a lot of respect. I just think he went from there starting over to getting a PhD. Like amazing. Kudos. I think it's just really sad too. Like it's really emotional because if you think about the inability to brush your teeth and where you get that inability or you get that ability from, it's also like, it's just a reflection of like the level of self care. Right. And so maybe no one taught him how to do that. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's really, really super symbolic. Like he didn't even know how to care about himself if he wanted to. Yeah. And so not only did he have poor self-worth, but he, he got to a point where even if he had changed his mind and wanted to start caring for himself, he needed help to learn how to do just the very basics. Could you guys imagine like you'd have to be so humble to learn that shit all over again? Cause it's not like he wasn't aware of what's going on. He's a grown ass man realizing he's having to teach himself. You know, it makes you think like when you're, you know, especially in Toronto, there's a ton of people who are homeless and we've talked about this before. What I really liked about the book was bringing that humanity and learning about all those steps and stuff so that when you see someone sitting there, maybe is addicted to drugs or maybe is off their head and whatever. And you don't just look at them and go, oh, and like dismiss it. You go, oh my gosh, like he just told his story so that I can see his story in like, it's just about him, but it's also about all, as you said, Kim, all of those other people out there. And so it just gives that humanity to all those people who, you know, who you see that you might discount, which I'm so happy that you said that that's literally that like, that's the nail on the head. That's what I've been trying to say from the beginning Mm -hmm. is that like, it really humanizes that whole experience where normally you would just look and it's an us and them thing or it you know what I mean like it's Mm -hmm. so separate and there and humanize is the perfect word because how can you walk by someone without dehumanizing them you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. that's that's just really great that thank you like because I feel satisfied now I couldn't I wasn't satisfied with what I was saying before that's what I've been trying to say all along Mm -hmm. By reading his story, it changes your perspective. For instance, to remember at the end of the book when he went back to where that lady had saved him from committing suicide and he like met people he used to know and stuff. And, you know, he just engaged with them. Like, even though that person was not, you know, who was doing what he was doing, he still was having a, an interaction. He was connecting with them, even if at that moment it didn't mean anything to that person necessarily but could later, just like in the in his book, like you see all these people in his life that actually interacted with him when people could have just walked by and those made significant right. differences in his path, right? So I think that's like a real message. You could be that person. Like small acts of kindness can add up, you know, treating them as a person. If somebody lacks self-worth, then treating them like they're not worth anything is just going to make it worse. It's right. So if you treat, right. So if you treat somebody like you are worth my respect for being alive <laughs> and being there, right? It's like, like dignity. Just for being. Yeah. Just for being. That's enough. I think that the same is true reverse as well, because there's moments in the book where he points out how his interactions with people damaged him and in ways that he can't even verbalize. Like when, uh, when his friends got French fries, like that part Mm -hmm. of that book was really meaningful to me because I felt like, I don't know, I feel like it was a pivotal moment for him. I think I talked about this in the journal. So sorry if I'm being repetitive, but like even the people who are supposed to like supposed to be his friends, like how is he ever going to learn? Like you learn about yourself from your interactions with others. So he had 
poor interactions with his parents. He had poor interactions with his friends. He probably had poor interactions with his brothers because they also had the same interactions with his parents. His parents had poor interactions because of their parents. And it's obviously related to residential schools and the entire indigenous history of Canada. But my point is that as much as that moment of kindness can be super important to someone, so can that moment of whatever you want to call it when they're, you know, excluding him. And mm. in some ways, even more so like amplify because it can reconfirm if you hear sometimes it's harder to hear the good if they're if it's being, you know, drowned out by the bad. Right. Mm. Yeah. And if you're getting treated yeah. that way by someone who's supposedly your friend, then how do you identify what is healthy relationships? Right. You learn that that's how it goes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and then exactly. You don't get to trust anyone. And well, how about his friend who tried to accuse him of murder? Well, yeah. that guy mm. wasn't a friend. That was like a, a, that was a his, street acquaintance. Yeah. <laughs> cool, I guess. Those fry guys, like those were his people his from friends, yeah. grade school or whatever. And yeah, but again, who knows their stories too? It's interesting because when he was a kid, him and his brothers would be sharing everything. And that's how he would like, we share everything. And then maybe his, his friends that he had in school weren't taught that you just share. You share with it. You're all your stuff. That's just kind of what you do. And like, I think that's, I mean, pretty common in the world I live now. Some kids these days don't have to share, right? So how do you teach? I don't know. Different yeah, values. The memoir is really rich with, how would I say this? You can see the meaning making occur whether he's able to put it into words or whether you are you get a deep sense of what the takeaways are for all of his individual experiences and yeah and how something we could brush aside so easily or treat as mildly like big deal so what so you didn't get any fries if we're going to use that as an example but there is a depth to the meaning making that occurred in that very moment when his bestest of friends weren't sharing their french fries and how did he internalize that how did he start to develop and create and design his identity based on the fact that he would have those mild incidences peppered with really huge horrible incidences as well i just i can't believe he made it out on the other side i kind of find it really amazing too learning the background that lindsay offered with that this was just his personal like uh step work how i don't know what the a good enough word is but how meaningful the book ended up being when he wasn't writing with the intention of convincing people or making them understand, or, I mean, I guess maybe he was writing with the intention of making himself understand. It's just, it's really interesting to me that without the intention to create such a great book out of authenticity, just being authentic with himself, right? Just the simple act of owning his truth, I guess, has like reverberated into like, I feel like that's where the magic is owning his truth was good enough yeah and like good enough and then some right because now it's a really good selling book if we want to talk about it from a financially like if we're going to assess it on if it's good or not by how much money it made right it was good that way too but like just owning his truth was so good that he didn't have to you know attempt to manipulate the situation in any way to try to get that outcome yeah he wasn't writing it for other he wasn't trying to write something that someone might like he wasn't doing it for the people he was doing it for himself and then when he put it out there then it helped people 
because it was so true and honest. It wasn't, there was no other motivation other than truth. I think some of the best memoirs are memoirs like that, that are written for the person to share. There's not because they want to sell a lot, not because they want to, you know, to convince Evoke somebody some kind of emotion or, yeah, or just think that someone else is going to read it like that's why I can't write a diary the whole entire time I'm thinking about who <laughs> what people are going to think when they read it mm-hmm. I'm going to try again sorry to interrupt you Lindsay but that's <laughs> no. what makes me think <laughs> about it. I'm I like, think I interrupted first <laughs> all I want to do is write a diary or a journal but every oh, time it's... I do I know I'm inauthentic because all I, I can think about yeah. is who's oh, reading like it. like you self-edit. You should get one with go. one of those little keys. Remember they had that with the keys? Yeah. Get one, put a lock around it. Put it in I a have a, lock. I have a ton of writings that I often, especially when I'm angsty, I write like, and sometimes it's horrible. And sometimes it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's not stuff I wasn't going to share, but I have it everywhere. And I always tell Laird, if you find something, I die <laughs> and you find something and I say something like whatever. I was like, don't take it personally. And you know, just throw them out, <laughs> throw them out, don't stuff, read them. throw it out, don't read it. But I was like, one day if Laird and I both die or something, and my mom comes in here and likes like, Oh my God, what was she thinking? But... <laughs> I'm going to publish it. I'm going to yeah. self-publish your journals. Right. As long as you can make a lot of money and then donate to charity. Then I'll be happy. Well, heard it here first. Um, (laughs) Hey, Leah, we haven't heard much from you, bud. Yeah, what do you think about the book? Mm, There's nothing I could offer that you guys didn't say it better. It's my favorite book we read this year. It's Mm. my favorite book I've read in a long time. Yeah. It was just a really well done piece of literature. And I think that everything you, you guys have found out about him, of course, that's why it doesn't read like a victim of court because he wrote it kind of his own hero more yeah more healed place and of course even if i didn't know his ethnic background that storytelling from his culture it's like everything's lessons in through story and it felt so in a different way how different that felt from let's say um what's her name I know Glennon Glennon Doyle where it felt very guru Mm -hmm. and those were she had great stories she had some great stories and great lessons and great lessons but for me it was like you didn't need to tell me the lesson it just came through in his reading it almost came through like a self-help book without being a self-help book without giving any advice without Mm. no advice just authentic. I just loved everything about the book. There wasn't anything I didn't like. I love things that uh, I I love swimming in super high highs and really low lows. So for me, I, anything that keeps me kind of in it as much as this, like how awful and angry it made me was probably what I liked about it. Like most people, I love a happy ending. It just had it all. There's nothing I didn't like. I liked it all. I have no witty comments to add. It was just all good. Tens across the board. It was like yeah. when I was reading it, I said to Dan, I, he's like, I, I be, sometimes I'd be crying. He's, he's like, what? I was like, it's just, it's just really good. And I knew I'm reading, like, I'm going to read this again. Mm-hmm. Because again, like, yeah. it's because you really get invested in the people, the person in the book. I yeah, would I would like say to like. Turn it into a play. I'm just putting oh, that out there, Mr. Jesse Thistle. Lucy, when you're ready and done your dissertation, I would, oh yeah, I knew I was going to read it again and I know I'm going to do something 
else creatively with it should the author grant me permission uh, to do so. It's just that I wouldn't change a damn thing. Yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was a, probably one of my favorite or my favorite book we read this year as well. Yeah, I yeah, thought it my was favorite just, book this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Are you having a hard time waiting for the next episode because you can't get enough of the Book Interrupted crew? We've got you covered. At Unpublished, you can connect with all sorts of behind-the-scenes action. It's like an all-access backstage pass. Go to our website at www.bookinterrupted.com unpublished for your free trial today. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. And I am the best version of myself when I believe that. You know, obviously this is not my thing. So everybody knows that you already. Skeptic. And further, and then you know, near the end, you're like, is he ever coming back up? That thing wasn't bad at all. It took me right over here. And then all of a sudden, like time stops and you have like a million thoughts that you can process for some reason. It's in that so slow weird. Motion. Everything happens for a reason. It's like my least favorite thing that people say in the whole world. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.